Hey guys, we are live. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back to part two of the Demand Better podcast. And our topic today is research. Let's not forget about the mission. We're here to educate and empower you. This episode is going to focus on research and media literacy. Uh, We want to be the consumer's guide in the Kelly Blue Book for you as you maneuver your way through the fitness and health space. Hey, Bo, what's up, man? What's What's up? We got a guest here too, brother. Uh, I mean, somebody new. Uh, You put a model on here, huh? (laughs) This is an on-air personality, so he's got to be He's got to be prepared. He's got to come right. He's got to look good. Uh, so, yeah, Faraz I, and I met uh, in New York City. He was visiting from Dubai, and that was before I moved to Dubai, and I was planning to, and I was like, hey, I'm going to be where you come from. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a match made in heaven, some might say. Um, but, yes, Faraz is uh, – I'll, I'll let you talk more about, about our friendship or, or whatever you want to talk about. Introduce yourself. The, the funny thing is, Corona, that's exactly how Bo introduced himself that was back in uh, 20, <laughs> I want to say 2015, 2014. I actually, 20, and I'm about to hold on, <laughs> hold on. Oh, ah! it's the wrong way. And that was, the, that was the picture where, where Bo was, was helping me move better. <laughs> and he was like, yo, I'm going to be in Dubai. We got to connect. We got to let's get, grab a cup of coffee. We got to do and, this. That's it. <laughs> and, and instantly I felt Bo's energy and I was like, this guy is just absolutely phenomenal. Not only in the box, but also outside the box. <laughs> the, the box um, is uh, the thing that CrossFitters call the gym. Anyone who doesn't know that terminology, just to there be we clear. go. There we go. Yeah. I, I and, and in all fairness, I did not even know when I started my CrossFit journey, which, by the way, Bo, why is it called a box? I think it was it was coming from the black box, uh, and and everything is done in there. A black box. The concept is not the uh, the flight thing that you find after a crash, but uh, the black box is where you you throw ideas in. And again, it kind of ties into research. Uh, so I, I appreciate you asking that question and our theme today. So the black box is where you you do your lab, you 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 research and investigate things, um, and and that should be the only factors that influence things in that box. So if you're in the box and you're doing thrusters and pull ups. You know, those are the things that you need to focus on and we can measure and look at. So I think that's where it comes from. I'm not 100 percent sure. But here's, here's the proper photo <laughs> uh, for those listening on the audio version. It's it's uh, at Reebok CrossFit Fifth Avenue there on uh, was it 37th and Fifth Avenue. That's Vanessa doing a pull up behind you uh, and you're doing oh, a hip, yeah. hip flexor stretch with a banded distraction. Uh, one of my favorite stretches till to this day. Mobilizations. Anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll remove that. Looking good, brother. Looking good. Thank you, Corona. I appreciate that. I really <laughs> do. And I'm glad that I, I'm actually surprised Bo still has a picture. How did you find it? It was in my phone. I saved it somewhere and I was like, I'm sure this will come up at some point. And here it is. It's come up. So, uh, now let's, I feel let's... bad. I wish I had a picture of Bo. <laughs> from 2014. Right. Hey, All Bo. Right. Yeah. Bo, why don't you take us through the summary of what happened last week and then we'll get into it. Yeah, so the big takeaways we talked about from last week, we had our kind of first two chapters of this uh, looking at research, again, so the consumer can have a better understanding. When we see something like red meat causes cancer and there's this scare tactic, and we're going to talk about that. That's why we brought Faraz on of, of you got 90 seconds. If it bleeds, it leads, right? Uh, and, and so we tried to touch on those things. We got the expert here this week. So um, 
we, we dove into, you know, some of the ways that we start having conversations. And I brought up Adam Grant, his book, Think Again. Uh, one thing we look at is you can be a scientist, a prosecutor, or a politician. Now, the scientist is what we should all aim to be. And you're seeking the truth, not just to win. So whatever side of the aisle or coin or whatever you want to say you're on, it, it's not just saying, hey, like, again, red meat is bad. Uh, it's like, well, what, what are the nuances? What are the truths? What does the science show? Uh, are there other ways we could look at this? What is the other side saying? So uh, that was that was a big part of what we talked about. We looked at evidence-based practice, how it's not just, oh, you know, there's, there's a study that shows this, which is, again, where you get these 90-second uh, tidbits or, or sound bites, and that's what the news has to report is new study found, uh, you know, what, we have COVID going on right now. It's 2022, March 18th, uh, and, and something might come out of, uh, you know, uh, long COVID for anyone not familiar with that. And, and yeah. it, it improves with vitamin D level supplementation. So, and, and again, that quick sound bite could be something very useful, but it could also be a very deceiving kind of uh, just, just clickbaity type thing. So, and this is unfortunately where, where the world's gone to. So uh, that's a big part of the, the concepts we're talking about. Another big one is the more confident somebody is and says, you know, we, the study <laughs> proves this thing, uh, that, that again, red meat causes cancer. Uh, it's in almost, it's not impossible, but I'm, I'm coming from my scientific background. When somebody says this proves this, that is just not the way science is done. So it could say this study supports this hypothesis. Uh, but it, it's, it's, if somebody's coming out and saying, you know, uh, this proves that, then again, that's a big red flag to say the least. And we can go a little deeper on, on, uh, some of those things. We're going to talk about pseudoscience, and, and concepts like that. But yeah, I want to, I want to get Faraz here since we have him. Uh, anything else I left out that you can remember Corona from last time? Not at all. You hit them all. You hit them all, my friend. Yeah. We touched on echo chambers, avoiding shiny objects, the, the complexity of all this and the hierarchy of research as well. So when you have expert opinion, that's actually at the very base and the lowest form of research. And then again, that three, three part uh, model for anyone who missed last episode is uh, it's not just, it's one third is what the actual research says. And again, that's a very difficult thing to synthesize because a uh, real quick example of that is somebody was talking about intermittent fasting and they said, I looked at all the studies on intermittent fasting. And I said, bull. <laughs> um, and, and what I looked at that, uh, I went on PubMed and uh, that is the, the foremost kind of gold standard of where you're going to go find research articles. I typed in intermittent fasting and it had over 277,000 articles. I really doubt that fella who made that claim and he might be a good dude and he might've just you know, misspoke, but uh, I really doubt that he actually looked at 277,000 things. We got a little spam in the comments here on YouTube, naked HD XYZ online strips without closing. That's great. Anyway, we're going to move on from that. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to block that spam or report that spam right now. But anyway, the, 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 the triad of research, again, is, is what the research shows, which is difficult. One third, though, is clinician experience. So Corona has been in the fitness space for 30 something years. I've been in the fitness space and health space for over 20 something years. So that clinician experience, however many thousands of people we've interacted with in that space needs to be factored in to whatever that research uh, is. And then that third part is the clinician or sorry, the, the client Thanks expectations experience. and experiences. So that's cultural factors like we talked about with Aaron Clark on our previous <laughs> episodes, um, all sorts of things like that. So. Uh, hopefully, I summed that up pretty well. There's a lot there. Again, we're trying to uh, minimize it, but we're going to bring it over to Faraz, who is a on-air personality at WXYZ uh, Detroit, which is an ABC affiliate. And again, Faraz, uh, I'm going to throw it over to you to, to tell us what it is that you're doing here. Educate us. Thanks for being here, Faraz. 
appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys, what you've been doing. Uh, I, I totally love uh, the entire podcast that you've been uh, building for quite some time now. Now, um, so as Bo said, uh, I'm a journalist here in uh, Detroit, a television reporter, and uh, I basically work on news, bringing out information to people and letting them, you know, whether it is anything that um, helps the community, being the voice for the community, being the voice for the unheard, um, also highlighting a certain trend. In this case, it'd probably be, you know, for our purposes, it's going to be more fitness and nutrition. That's what we're talking about. Now, I know Bo and I, earlier we were talking about how th there is a lot of misinformation in, in our uh, community. And when I say community, I to, I, it's safe to say around the world pretty much. And I think more so over here in the U.S., um, you know, that mis misinformation. Unfortunately, people think, you know, us journalists are behind that, <laughs> which is... I want to say for the most part, it's not true. I, I do want to say that I think as a journalist, all of us have an intent to uh, give as accurate information as possible. We all strive to do that. We all work hard day and night to do that. And it's only not us journalists. It's also anyone who works in the, in the newsroom. So whether it's our photographers, whether it's the producers, whether it's the executive producers, anyone part of that world is always their goal is to provide as accurate news as possible. Now, there are a couple of challenges when that happens is traditionally speaking, um, any news report that you watch is anywhere between a minute to a minute, th minute to a minute, 30 seconds. Now that gets challenging. The reason why is because when you want to convey as much information as possible, it is unfortunately not possible. Because we just have to pick the top three things and put it into a news report. If you're lucky, maybe you can put, include a fourth and a fifth. But anything beyond that, it, it's just hard to. And then on top, of, on top of that, we are also on a time crunch. So what does that mean? That means we get assigned a story. on. A, but by the way, this is a general reporter's job. So you know it, it'll defer from station to station. But a general assignment reporter, that's exactly what it is. They'll, they'll get the story on the day. If they're lucky, they might get it. Uh, they'll be notified about in advance, but generally speaking, it'll be um, given on the day. And then they, in the span of eight hours, they will get, have to find, um, uh, you know, the the people they need to speak to, an expert, and get a guest, so someone they can relate to with the public. Public, all that needs to happen within a span of three hours, because then after yeah. that, you have to go film, you gotta edit. So it's not like we get eight hours to do the, you know to to find the guest and to right. find the expert no it's within those three hours we got to do that so, so I, I, can i jump in real quick because again i have the if it bleeds it leads concept down below and again you being there and, and and always uh whatever you're willing to share we appreciate is you know we've seen the newsroom uh you know show some versions of of things on on air uh yeah. the morning shows another popular recent show uh i don't know if you've seen either of those or been a fan I have. of them uh i guess the question then since we have you here and if we if you don't mind is uh how accurate are those in terms of the depiction of you know oh we're not putting that story on because it's going to offend this person or our sponsors or also like are we looking at the ratings and can we is this story going to give us bigger ratings so um yeah is, is if you can riff off of that <laughs> so you know i'm not trying to say that that's this is exactly what happens at wxyz or channel seven uh this is i'm just saying speaking generally because keep in mind that i have an international experience as well i've worked in newsroom in dubai um and now i'm working here in the u.s 
So generally speaking, it's a very similar atmosphere because, you know, um, once again, the goal is to provide as accurate information as possible to our viewers and provide them as fast as possible. Because remember now that competition element is there. So you can't really sit on a news and, and hash it out while another station breaks it. So that element is there because we have to be as quick as possible in, in, in providing that information and as accurate as possible. So um, newsroom, the morning show, yeah, there are a lot of similarities in, 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 and that's why I think I actually like both of those shows because it kind of like, like, wow, that's, that's so surreal. <laughs> that's what I went through the other day. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I think this is exactly where the problem lies is because of those time constraints, because of those deadlines, there's, 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 there's that, you know, rabbit hole where things get lost. And if we're looking for an expert, how many times, and this is just generally, I'm, I'm just saying this in, in a general sense, how many times have we really gotten a chance to vet that expert? So maybe, for example, if we're talking about Game Changer, uh, the documentary, maybe this expert is really pro-veganism or pro-vegetarian, right? Um, so in that case, he or she, that expert, will obviously come out guns blazing. Like, no, no, you got to eat vegan food. You got to eat your vegetables and maybe completely eliminate um, you know, uh, meat eaters. So, so let me, let me jump in real quick. Uh, cause yeah. we, speaking of you, you mentioned time restraints and we do have a caller actually joining us in a second, but, uh, the, the, the really interesting thing here, and I'm going to, I'm going to put a, like a two minute cap on your response and that, that's okay. Uh, yeah. just for, for the sake of our time is what you're talking about in this, this, it's a really interesting concept of what's emerged is this distrust of science, distrust of the CDC, obviously, with Corona, uh, co Corona on on the call, but COVID, uh, coronavirus, uh, no relation between the two of them, is is this what emerges is distrust of science. So whether it's Anthony Fauci, whether it's the CDC, uh, people change their minds. At the end of the day, again, uh, you know, the news organization, I guess, has the the job to inform, to educate. Somebody have a fax going on in the back? No, no, there's some construction going on. I can't okay. do anything about that. Okay, we can mute you. We can. <laughs> I'm going to mute you because I have the power to do that. Um, <laughs> and so um, just throwing that question at you, how do you feel about the distrust of science or what can the news organization do to say, this is the CDC, folks. This is what the CDC recommends. Again, I've seen plenty of uh, headlines that throw out there of like CDC recommends mask wearing or no mask wearing and then, uh, you know, it's a tricky thing. Again, that's why we're, we're having this podcast, this long form version of it. But I don't know if that question, uh, you know, if, if you resonate with that and, and feel free to, to modify that. But that's, that's my question to you is, is where does this distrust of science um, play into what the news is responsible for reporting? Look, as far as, you know, I know, like we do that on a regular basis. We, you know, a quote CDC. We co quote the uh, the appropriate authorities and experts. I think there's a lot of misinformation that comes out. Are people when they st stop listening to experts and they start listening to social media influencers, for example. But my uncle on Facebook said, <laughs> <laughs> "That's it. That's the yeah. one, right?" Yeah. So, and and it, I think that trend is a dangerous trend. Yes, because. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying stop loving your uncle. I'm not saying stop listening to your uncle. But, you know, believing in everything they say is not necessarily the right path to go. 
and and you know just like i mean they're human beings as well they could be misinformed but that doesn't mean you have to blindly follow them i think hear them but at the same time we live in a day and age where you can verify facts so easily um, if you source the right information so if you hear anything on the news i'm not saying trust us blindly completely as well open your ears and and eyes and see if, if we tell you something and if you hear through our news report an expert telling you something go online or speak to a you know a reputable source so for example in this direct example if i have a fitness question my go-to person is bo dr bo and the reason why i do that is because i know he's credible he's got a degree he's got his experience backing got, him up so, a, few, a few degrees but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of them Right. And and so so but I will not come to Dr. Bo for um, a religious advice. <laughs> right. So I'm not blindly following him. Right. I am following him for a certain for certain things, but not for everything. Well, that's a perfect segue to. Well, go ahead, Corona, if you had a question. No, 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 go ahead. You got a guest. We'll, I'll ask well, my yeah, question. I, wanna, I wanted over. to get to our guest. And, and uh, again, I think this is good, uh, good stuff. So we're going to bring on Colin Frederick. Um, and I'm going to put you in the solo, my friend, and, uh, we're going to throw it over to you, my friend. Thank you for joining us. Uh, where, where are you located right now? Are you over there in Detroit as well? Yeah, I'm in Detroit as well. Awesome. So give us a little, uh, heads up and, and, uh, you know, we'd love to answer your question. Health, fitness, demanding better. Just a heads up. I don't see Colin though. Either do I. Um, I have him on the solo layout, so I believe, uh, I don't know why. Oh, I took you guys off. So. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so Colin, go ahead. So as someone relatively new to the whole uh, health, wellness, and fitness space, um, I got a lot of questions. So your expert <laughs> absolutely uh, appreciated. Um, I've been asking a lot of my body. I've been doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu lately, um, which is obviously very taxing if you want to do it multiple days a week. Mm -hmm. um, what should I be fueling my body with? You know, like what, what food should I be consuming when so that I can optimize my not only recovery, but also strength growth, muscle growth, endurance, all that fun jazz. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, recovery for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specifically. Corona's on here, so if you want to jump in, Corona, as well, I'm going to give my quick two cents, especially tying this into this whole concept of research. So number one for me is the ideal, the gold standard, and that I will always go to is all the research in the world in that triad I think you heard us talking about earlier of what does the research say? What is my experience as a clinician? And then what is your expectation and experience? So again, if I told you, you should be eating, uh, you know, 100 grams of pea protein a day, uh, that might not work well for you. Uh, because that's that, you know, again, there was a study done, and maybe it was done in, in India. And that's where people are just very able to uh, digest pea protein. And that's the thing that works best for them. So for you, I would say the number one answer is there's and, and the answer with a lot of these, and this is where we lose some people. And this is what uh, Corona and I are trying to talk about is it depends. Okay. Yeah. It depends yeah. is almost always going to be the answer. So the right answer from me, and if let's say you wanted to work with me would be, let's see what you've done in the past. Okay. If you're relatively new and you haven't tried a lot of things, it's okay. What are you currently doing? And then let's see which levers we can pull on and what changes we can make and see what the effect is. Cause that is science. That is a case study of N equals one N is the population. So if a study has a thousand people, it's N equals a thousand. So the gold standard would be let's experiment on you and I can give you my sense of like, you probably need to have more protein. Uh, everything you're doing should improve your sleep because ultimately if you're not sleeping better, 
uh, we're, we're going to be, you know, uh, dr dragging, uh, fighting against the current, so to speak. So uh, protein for me is always going to be the biggest thing. Most people I work with under eat protein. Most people I work with don't breathe properly. So again, we're talking 100%. about recovery, your nervous system, uh, especially in something like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, is, is going to be a little bit off. And, and it, the breathing is so, so low hanging fruit and can make huge, huge impact. So uh, other things on recovery too, is your soft tissue mobilization. What does your movement practice look like? So you're doing these things and you're getting put in weird positions. And I'm going to, uh, you know, call out Faraz here, who I've, I've helped him with a lot of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu injuries because he never quite uh, addressed, you know, wrist strength and all these little things that come up as you start training something very unique like BJJ. Uh, if we can call it that. So uh, I'm going to leave it there. If Corona wants to add anything, or if Colin, if you if you have other questions, no. Um, the only thing I'm going to don't think I'm going to add for Colin is really really simple. Something that I repeat all the time. Um, look, man, it's not a one size fits all ever. There's a, there's so many different factors within the process of you getting recovery and, and being able to maximize what's best for you. And in the long term, you got to find out what that is. Because what works for me may not work for you. And what works for Bo may not work for you also. So this is kind of like, this is, you're your own push, you know, your own um, test dummy in the sense of you actually are going to put your body through things and find out how things work. I can't say anything more than what Bo said. You know, the mobility aspect is huge. The sleep aspect is huge. Um, and yes, most people that we do deal with do not eat enough protein. It's very that simple. And, and protein, just to be really, really clear on that, uh, and what the science shows, the basic recommendations, coming back to our theme again, is, is for general maintenance of human living, uh, you should be at about 35% of your body weight. So I'm just, I, don't, I don't know how much you weigh, or do you want to share how much you weigh? I'm like 155, give or take. Ooh, oh, you're small. You're a small man. You're a small man. You look very tall on camera. Yeah. yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> you look huge. Good, good angling. I was, I'm going to make the math simpler, though. Uh, I'm going to make it 200 pounds because that's, that's close. I'm a little under that, but I'm going to make it just so the math is simpler. So 35% of 200 pounds would be 70 grams of protein. An egg has six grams of protein. So just as, as a reference point, uh, as basic maintenance, again, some things that the, the government puts out there, 35%. My minimum that I tell people as an athlete, at a minimum, you should be getting 70% of that. So I'll, I'm actually going to use this for you. Um, and I'm going to calculate 155 times 0.7. So you should be getting 108 grams of protein a day just for basic survival, like maintenance of muscles, let alone you're doing an hour of intense activity um, as you progress. So uh, the, the, that goes closer to 150 grams of protein. And again, the only way we're going to really play with that is see how you feel being active with that and also making sure that you're going to stick to it. So what do you have in your fridge now? Again, this is where the individualization and um, you know personalization comes into it. So those are kind of the really big, broad strokes that we're going to paint. Um, so if, if that does that does that make sense for you? Is that uh, good for you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's always a, a good reminder, especially the mobility aspect. Um, because I think that's something that like, if you got back pain, like I I've had for years, uh, I've worked in news and I've, I've had a bad lower back, mm -hmm. you know, you hold that camera up there, that's 25 pounds, right. You know, that's getting you real off center. And, um, over the years, the, the way I dealt with it was just by avoiding it. And I didn't realize that what I needed to do at the time was strengthen it, give it that mobility and, uh, give it the things that it needs that I just wasn't giving it at the time. Um, and like you were saying, it, it's all individual. Like right now, I got myself some. Uh, I got myself some Wheaties 
with some protein powder and <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I love hearing what you guys have to say because it makes me feel like I'm on the right track. Um, and it, it's absolutely individual and making it work for your life, you know, because I, I can't expect anyone else to 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 live this kind of lifestyle, you know, because this is what works for me. You know, it may not be what works for for you guys or for Roz or, you know, your grandma or something like that. <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, I have some very strong opinions about Wheaties that I'm not going to share right now. Um, but <laughs> uh, just for the sake of time, do me a if, favor. Don't don't disrespect the, the, the people who come on. OK. <laughs> you called him a dummy you called him a dummy i mean I, I, no i didn't call him a dummy i would never call colin a dummy That's you called him a test dummy i mean you could have chosen very different language that's okay <laughs> colin we appreciate you being on test over lab rat all day there you go um so we appreciate you being on uh we're gonna we're gonna jump back to faraz and uh we're gonna send you a free mug or something i don't know no we don't have mugs um <laughs> we're gonna throw faraz <laughs> back on uh, Faraz, you have another uh, caller, Kayla Rose, is it? That's right. That should be Kayla. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to? Do you want to? Um, Let, let's yeah. let's let's jump into Kayla's question and see what okay. you got. Yeah. All right. Thank you, producer Faraz. Um, That's right, Faraz. Keep keep helping us, baby. <laughs> so, Kayla. Kayla Rose, welcome. Hey, nice to meet you guys. Hi. Nice to meet you too. So, so tell us tell us what we can do for you. What is your question? So, my question today. So. Um, I do CrossFit as well. I just started, I guess, be about three months, been going pretty consistently. Um, I've done strength training in the past before, more traditional programs, um, but I'm finding uh, CrossFit's very different from just a traditional, I guess, strength training program, a lot more dynamic. You're moving a lot, like all the machines that I wouldn't normally use, rowers, climbing ropes, um, doing more than just pull-ups over bars. All that's brand new. And I was just wondering, can I use anything in a traditional strength program to get better at CrossFit because it seems like it's so much more like like even you'd have to be kind of like a power lifter. There's a lot more power movements and plus the cardio is a lot different. It's a lot more intense. You know, you would normally do like I guess a, like a dedicated power or power movement workout like sprinting or something to get better at that. So I'm just kind of curious, what can I use from you know a strength training program if I should be using that at all to get better at um, CrossFit? Well, you first of all, you look very very young, Kayla. So <laughs> yeah. you're talking to an old guy who's in his fifties. <laughs> So that's number one. Number two, I, from, from my perspective and what I do, they can supplement one another for sure. Okay. Um, that's, that's one thing. The second thing is where I'm at the stage in my life and where I look at things, I look to counteract what I do physically on a given day so I can keep my body in alignment. So if I'm seated all day, which I am not, you know, I'm going to do more mobility work. I'm going to strengthen my hip flex. I'm going to stretch my hip flex or stretch my chest and make sure and do things that are going to add to me having more longevity throughout my day. Bo, on the other hand, is a CrossFitter. But the one thing about Bo that I will say is that Bo has done both. Um, I, at this stage of my life, I'm not doing CrossFit by any stretch. And I'm not a big fan of CrossFit. There are aspects of CrossFit that, I, that are okay. If you missed the episode, Kayla, we uh, just did an episode called Corona Thinks CrossFit Sucks. Yeah. I wasn't, a, I, I wasn't a big believer before I started going. Now I'm having more fun, so... So, no, that's great. And if that's what works for you, I'm a big fan of whatever works for you and what you find is best for you and that and that you can excel in. Um, I'm not a one-size-fits-all type of person. It's each person's individual, but there's certain things that aren't individual. You still have to do the mobility work on a regular basis, and you have to, like Bo said earlier, we need to learn how to breathe better um, as people in fitness. 
as humans in general. As humans in general. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to throw in real quick. So yeah, I, I would encourage you to go check out the CrossFit Sucks episode um, yeah. <laughs> where I would say Corona lost. Uh, but that's just, hey, my my biased uh, take on that. Uh, but uh, the same answer that we gave Colin, I don't know if you heard the entire uh, question. I know you jumped on some point when we were talking to Colin, mm -hmm. is a same kind of answer is there, there as Corona kind of alluded to, it, any of these answers are going to be, it depends because there's all yeah. sorts of other factors, which is why research comes back to that topic of it's very difficult because to say uh, Kayla, you know, improved her fitness X amount over whatever period of time. And then for Raz, who's been doing CrossFit for some time, uh, he only improved, let's say you improved 10% over the course of a year and Faraz only improved 5%. But then are we looking at like how, where was he, what other factors do you have going on mm -hmm. in life? So all these things. The other part though, to your question, I think more specifically is you should get assessed. So yes. that's one of the beauties of CrossFit is it has every like workout. We have our baseline or, or our, you know, girl workouts. There's Karen and Fran and Grace and all these things. And you can, you have a score on all these different data points. So that is an assessment in and of itself. And that's kind of the, the libertarian view of CrossFit is at the end of the day, if you, you know, you did grace, which is 30 clean and jerks at 95 pounds is the RX for girls. If you started out and you only did it at 55 pounds and it took you five minutes to do it. And again, a year later, you were able to do it at a heavier weight and a little faster. And you only you did 95 pounds at, and it took you four minutes you've clearly gotten more fit. So we have that assessment built in. So as long as all of those numbers are moving in the right direction and you're not getting more aches and pains, that's the kind of beauty of the system of CrossFit. Um, it's constantly varied, uh, high intensity, functional movement. So from that perspective, you shouldn't need to do a lot of other supplementing if the programming is done well. And again, I've been around CrossFit for a very long time. Um, I, there's over 15,000 CrossFit gyms in the world, at least whatever the latest statistics are. And, and again, my, my two cents on all that is again, if we come back to assessing you and your joint health. So if you're doing workouts and your shoulder range of motion is not going past and I can't see your ear from the side, then we're talking about maybe there are some things we could improve upon. So now we need to assess you in those movements. And that's where I come in as a doctor of physical therapy. I work at a CrossFit gym right now. Uh, and I tell, you know, a lot of times folks wait until they have an injury to come see me. So if your question is, what should I be doing? The answer is we should assess you head to toe and look at, you know, these whatever 50 different movements. How do you do on ring dips? How can you hold your positions overhead? How do you hold the bottom of a squat? How can you hold that stuff and learn to breathe there? There's all these journeys. Uh, so, yes, I, I, I would love I could talk about this. If you can't tell, I'm very passionate yeah, for, for, for hours. hours. <laughs> but the, the simple answer I'm going to throw at you is again, get assessed. We can do that virtually. I'm not going to keep plugging myself, but whether it's somebody in person, whether you want to get assessed by me online, we'll give you a little discount codes because you came on here as a guest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, does that make sense? And again, I, I, you know, I apologize if I went all over the place there. No, Kayla, Kayla, just, just to, not to interrupt you, but just to make something perfectly clear that him we in anything that we do, we need to actually have that baseline. We do need to be assessed so that we can actually work at a very, very high level when you're doing very stressful, high intensity type workout. So getting an assessment is a must. And you, and, need, an, and you need an assessment in any form of, excuse me, exercise program before you start so that you can actually go from point A to point B. Go ahead, Bo. Yeah, I was just going to add real quick is, is, again, the analogy here is you're driving a race car, right? And so you would have your brakes checked, you would have your, your tire pressure checked, all that stuff, um, you know, 100 points of checking every little thing.
before you were to drive that race car from 50 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour. And what CrossFit is, is a sport. It's a fitness regimen, uh, but it's high intensity. So the, as you're having more fun, and I appreciate that you, you threw that term in there because it can be really fun. Um, even though it can, it's suffering and things like that, but that shared suffering can be fun. And as you start to push your body and see those results and, and avoid the injuries, uh, that's where it's really fun. And, and that's where, again, if you can drive and keep checking that, you know, what, what that oil engine light, uh, you know, that little light that comes on the dashboard, um, that's something that if you don't check, you're probably going to have an issue at some point. And so how do you get the most out of it? And it comes back to, you didn't really give us your goals. And again, I was kind of going around that, but if your goal is to just get more fit, awesome. There's ways we can look at that. If your goal is to avoid injury, then we're talking about a different conversation. So coming back to it, um, again, it depends and it really, you know, there's a lot of layers to this question. So hopefully that made some sense, Kayla. Get assessed. Appreciate it. I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And, Thank you. uh, yeah, we're going to, Oh, that's the wrong thing. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm new to this production thing. And um, we're going to remove her and throw Faraz back on. Hey there, fella. Faraz. That was some really good interaction right there. And, and I'm glad that, you know, um, both Kayla and Colin had some great questions to ask. Because here's, here's the thing. When it comes to body imbalances, I don't think people realize how much of a role it plays in recovery, injuries, and even your uh, progression in your fitness journey. Um, I mean, I remember once uh, Bo explained to me that, you know, if your shoulder is tight, people don't even realize it could actually be triggered. Yeah, it, the pain could be coming from your back because your back's tight. And um, it was such I'm, an I'm gonna, interesting... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a quick soundbite for that. Okay. Is usually where the pain is, Mm. is not is is the victim yes. but the criminal is elsewhere again when we have back pain colin mentioned he has back pain and he's saying i have, I have a camera up here right yeah. it's not because the back is is the problem um it might be weaker we can strengthen it but again we have to figure yeah. out why that is so throwing back to you sorry and you, and you also before for us goes we are we are what we repeatedly do so Correct. we have to be conscious of the habitual nature of what we do on a daily basis and that that's Back that plays you. a big role, right? Like what kind of job you're like, kind of what what's your work? Uh, I mean, if you're constantly at desk typing, then you know you have definitely got back problems. Your posture is weak. It, you know, it's poor. Um, and your training and your training, and I think Corona said this on a previous episode: is your training should be primarily focused on reversing that mm. damage that's happening because 100%. you're not necessarily going to change your job. So you right. should be just like. Your diet may be missing. Again, if you're a vegan, vegetarian, for ethical reasons, great. But your diet is lacking these certain things, whether it's you know uh, iron, vitamin B12, all these things. So your supplementation should be focused around whatever your current thing is missing. So if your life and your job is to sit at a desk or to hold a camera, then your training should primarily, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do BJJ, um, yeah. but, <laughs> but, but, uh, there should be that element of, okay. And again, most people, bad posture. Cool. We need to do a thousand pulls a day to yeah. undo all that bad 100%. posture. And again, yeah. if we get these foundational components down, that's where we make the biggest difference. And the other thing is about doing those, those pulls that he's talking about. It's not what you're doing. It's actually how you go about it, how you do it, how you execute it. And, and the, 
the precision that you work at. Because the more precise, the better benefit you're going to get from it, the more results you're going to get, and the less injury is going to come about. So, and here, here's the problem. Here's the problem is like, where do people start? How, they, how do they even think about that? Because for the most part, people are, let's face it, your average person, if they hear fitness, they're thinking about, all right, let's go to one of those, you know, commercial gyms, you know, $10 per month, go there, but they don't know what to do. I'm just going to like maybe hit some dumbbells, some leg press, some squats and call it a day, right? But everyone has a complete different view of it. But is it right? Most of the time, no. So what do they do? They'll probably look at some influencers. You know, they're looking at their page and they're probably lean, mean fighting machine. But it's not if they're in their video, in their 10 second video or a minute video, if, you, if, they're, if, if they're showing you how to do a bench press and you're looking like, oh, my gosh, this person's so ripped. They're thinking that's the way to go. But like you guys have said, if that works for them, it's not necessary. It's going to work for you. And, and you can us. get to that and you can get to that. But there are certain steps prior to, you know, before you get to that stage. And I think that's where people go wrong and they start believing that. And when they don't see the results because they never set the foundation right, then they abandon it. They're like, eh, I can't do it. And that goes same for nutrition as well, by the way. But the, the problem, the problem is, is this, is that we had in another episode, what people are doing now is system training. You're applying a system onto someone instead of assessing that person and finding out what they need. And the more and more we go into places, if a trainer's not, or a therapist isn't assessing you off of inception, it's like building a house without plans. It's absolutely absurd. You have to find out where the where the problems are and you have to counteract or counterbalance what they do daily so you can get back to a neutral setting and when you go into gyms they're not doing the assessment they're but throwing stuff at you they're selling let's let's also add another thing to that as uh, to that corona as well you know what are the chances of the, these people at the gym are actually qualified to do the assessment because that's another thing there are so many gyms out there, at least I know, in, you know, in, for example, like I, I know when I was in Dubai, I know a lot of trainers who just had their basic trainings certificate. They weren't qualified enough to do proper assessment. And then you're thinking, oh, well, this person's cheap and, you know, a couple of bucks and they're assessing me. They're just doing you basic thing, which they probably got off the Internet. So once again, when, when you're it's I, I, I think of it as an as an investment and. If you're actually getting the right assessment, the proper assessment, you're investing in yourself because you're going to move better, not only in your fitness journey, but even in your day-to-day -day activities. If you're at work, you know, because let's face it, if you're lethargic, if you haven't recovered, you're not going to be thinking straight. You're not going to be focused. You're just going to be thinking like, when is this day going to end so I can jump back into the bed? <laughs> <laughs> want some Netflix and grab some tea pizza. You know, essentially that's what it is. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, double triple down on all that and say, again, that's my primary mission as a business, as a, as a provider of health information is I want to identify and assess every single person. I just offered uh, both Kayla and Colin on, on our private chat here, uh, online assessment that I'm trying to do. My goal is to do that on everyone. Just like you go to your doctor Right. It's very quick. It's very easy. Most people. And this is the this is coming back to our science and research is it's going to be hard to, to find a single system. And there are a few systems that do these assessments. But from a physical head to toe 
orthopedic, should I start exercise? You know, uh, again, if you've ever seen any of these commercials, it says check with your doctor before starting any major exercise program. So <clears throat> my goal is to be that resource to say, hey, you, you've cleared head to toe. Um, I'm actually going to pull up as and Corona jump in if you want, because I'm going to pull up a, a PDF here that I want to share with you guys. Wait, listen, it, the assessment is the vital component to all of this. And if we're not assessing people and you walk into a gym and you're trying to get something to help you and you don't get an assessment, it could be a private guy who everybody knows. It doesn't mean that they know what they're doing. You know, the influencer we had, the, we talked about the influencer last time. There was a woman who was making millions of dollars who just got sued by the state of Texas because she never produced anything. She wasn't qualified. She, she wasn't, she wasn't qualified. She wasn't certified. She was the girl on Instagram who was in her twenties, who looks great no matter what, you know, and she sold and now she's being sued. And this is happening, you know, often I'm assuming, um, but it's not something I would look into. I, you know, you have to do your research um, when you're looking for somebody to take care of your most important asset, which is you. Yeah. I also and, want and, to add a, sorry, another thing that another aspect I want to add to that is, you know, when, when you're actually looking for that expert, I think, and feel free, feel free to correct me, I believe find that expert in that field. So for example, if you want to correct your nutrition, will I go to a nutritionist that's at a hospital or will I go to a nutritionist that does, you know, works with athletes? Because I, I, I'm an athletic person, you know, I do jujitsu myself, I do CrossFit. And so my needs are completely different to someone, a nutritionist who's sitting at a hospital who will just say, oh, just make sure you get a certain amount of carbs, carbs, certain amount of protein, certain amount of fat, and you'll be good, you know, just measuring that BMI index. I mean, keep in mind, according to just BMI, let's, let's be honest, like a bodybuilder is technically supposed to have a heart attack any minute, right? Just based on the BMI. So, yep. so that's another thing is if you're looking for that nutrition advice, look for what, what exactly is your lifestyle, lifestyle all about. If, if you're an athlete, you should probably be looking for someone who's working with an athlete or with, you know, with teams, with sporting teams who actually know what an, knows what an athlete needs or what the requirements are. Even better, if you can find it in the same field. So if you're doing jiu-jitsu, find that nutritionist who works with you know, jujitsu uh, athletes. And, and, and that's what we say in, on the back end of a lot of these things is the niches are in the riches. Or sorry. Yeah, yeah, the riches are in the niches. I said that backwards. Um, and so that's where it is. Yeah, for sure. And, and people who are willing to double down on, on being like, I am working with dancers or, or Brazilian jujitsu folks. Uh, those are definitely the folks that are probably going to provide the best service for you, for sure. Uh, I try to be more of a generalist, which I think has its place and probably, again, is taking money out of my pockets rather than me saying I'm going to work with, you know, CrossFit, just CrossFitters or whatever and really doubling down on that marketing. Um, but that comes back to and, and, and something that came up for me as we were talking and Faraz and I talked about this before we came on here is Faraz has close to 10,000 followers just on Instagram. I don't know how many you have across all the other platforms, but um, I have I have I'm getting close to 4,000. I'd like you know, if you guys go follow me on there. Um, but he has almost uh, two and a half, three times as many followers as me. So anything he posts, um, he's got a much wider reach and he might have more engagement than me because he's more into the algorithms, into the, the, the metrics and all that stuff. So if he posts something about fitness and he does post a lot about fitness, I've seen people, I've seen more people comment on his post about, Hey, what do you think I should do for this workout or this, this nutrition, uh, versus, I'd like to think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little more knowledgeable, but I just, I don't have the marketing chops. And this is the thing with research. 
is most researchers and the scientists are not going out and putting themselves out there saying, I know what I'm talking about. You should listen to me because that's not how science works. And again, the more certainty you have with these things, the less <laughs> reputable you probably are. Um, yeah. And again, if you heard our answers to Kayla and Colin, Colin, right? Colin. Um, yeah, Colin. Yeah, if you heard our answers there, it was like, well, it, you know, we're not like, you should eat 700 grams of protein every day and 300 grams of carbs. Like, it, it's not never going to be that much. I did come up with like a kind of thing of, yeah, maybe you should try that many carbs or sorry, protein. But that's the thing where, where it becomes a bit of an interesting match. And I want to, we, we are coming up a little bit on time and I wanted to bring it all the way back to research, news, science. And so we covered all, a lot of cool things and we had these cool call-ins and I'm, I'm really appreciative of, of our folks there. I did want to share this since I had it pulled up real quick. This is my kind of assessment. And so uh, <clears throat> for those watching or, or uh, you can see it online though, you, you probably can't see it. Uh, if you're on audio, you, you, you're going to have trouble seeing this. So maybe, <laughs> maybe go check it out on video. But uh, this is like my little report card I give people that I think everyone should have. You have your postural piece in there. You have how well you push, pull, twist and this is only one part of a couple of different pages that i'm doing so um if you don't have that kind of annual orthopedic assessment or ever in your life and you're doing things like crossfit um and and wanting to be an athlete like you should treat your body like an athlete like uh, just even if you even if you're not driving your car 100 miles an hour you're just trying to get from new york city to los angeles you should have your car assessed so that it's going to get you to do that job bo bo let me do a little caveat for you and just kind of everybody's an athlete you need to get yourself checked out before you start exercise. The injury rate, we mentioned it last time. The injury rate for people who run is 90%. Period. It's 90%. Get yourself checked out so you don't – it sucks. As you get older, the injuries last longer, and it gets worse. When you're younger, you can recover it's quicker. But get yourself, get yourself checked first, and that way you can put yourself in a position to be successful. Well, let me ask you this, Corona, then. When, when it comes to assessment – I don't think people should just get assessed just only once in their life. It should be an ongoing annual thing, right? orthopedic, just it like you go to your doctor to get your blood work done. So, so let, let's just do, I'm just gonna give it Bo's dead on. And I agree with Bo hundred percent, but I will also say as your body changes, if you go into an exercise program, you haven't been in an exercise program, you go in, your body's going to change. The programming needs to change to support you. The assessment has to come. Also, there has to be a point in time. I assess clients all the time. And I'm, they, they're with me for 20 years. I'm still assessing them because you still have to get the right programming into that person. We're not, as, as fitness people, we're not meeting our people where they're at. We're just not. We're, we're, we're putting stuff on them when we have to meet these people where they're at. And we really have to counteract what they do daily. I say it all the time. Um, assessment is the holy grail for you to have longevity. And on that note, I think, again, we can talk about that topic for hours and hours. And we have a few other episodes about it. But I wanted to, since we have Faraz here. Finish up on news, research, science. So uh, no, wait, I got. I had a question. I had a question. I still hold it, and I want to ask for us real quick. Um, because of the speed of news that we have now, and everybody, everything's trying to be fast and be quick. The, the, does has that really added to the lack of credibility within the news itself, in terms of researching and stuff like that? Because you guys got to be fast, and you don't have time to put put it out. So that's a good question, Corona. And, you know, and I just want to circle back and say, remind everyone that once again, as, as a journalist, our goal is and our intention is to provide you as credible news as possible with as, uh, you know, uh, accurate facts and data. But because of the time crunch, because we also have to meet deadlines, we are under pressure as well. You know, there, there are chances that we might pick up the wrong data, for example, maybe 
uh, data that is, if, if we had a little bit more time, once again, not our intention to, but if we've come across a data uh, that only one person or one entity has studied, but if I think the ideal would be if we could just compare that data with a bunch of other studies, that'd be fantastic. But if we just ran with one study, and if that study shows that, you know, you have a problem in, in the world of fitness and nutrition, and this is what's the problem, then that's what we're going to report on. And so, yes, there, there have been instances where, once again, I'm not just speaking, I'm not speaking for the channel that I work for, I'm just speaking in general. There have been instances where reporters would get flack for, you know, wait a minute, you reported on this, but if you, if you look at this, it's so-and-so, the information is not correct. And then, you know, we would have to respond by saying, look, in that moment, this is the study that we went for. This is a study that we looked at. And based on that, this is what we'll be sharing that information with you. So I can, I can see how, you know, another, I don't want to say misinformation from our end, but it, I would say it's easy to get lost. The, the information could be, get, can, can get lost in translation. I think that can definitely happen. And, and yes, in the world that we live in, because we're competing with not only other networks, we're also competing with social media as well. There are a lot of times where we want to give out breaking news, but that news is actually already broken on social media platforms. So it's just, it's, 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 it's just like any other industry, we are also facing that world of competition as well. And hence the deadlines are tighter, hence the... The time frame is tighter, but here we are. This is the world that we live in. Um, yeah, man. We appreciate sharing. Are you, you going to go, Colonel? Yeah, I just had one more question to really ask him. You know, you know this. How we need media literacy in this in this country. Period. We need media literacy. How would you advise people on how to do research and be efficient? Because you got to do things fast. You got to get things out quick. Um, not just fast, but got to be accurate. How would you? the best way to do that so corona once again i i like that question as well um i think here's here's the thing first thing first in, in sticking with the world of nutrition and and fitness first thing first go for credible sources if you're just looking at how bo brought that point up like who's got the highest followers i have more followers than bo but that does not make me a credible person when it comes to fitness <laughs> and nutrition all right but unfortunately there will be some people out there who would think, wait a minute, you know, Faraz has got more followers than Bo. He and whatever I post is going to be more credible. No, that's not the case. I don't have a degree in, in fitness or nutrition. And so go for, for credible sources. You know, doctors, whether it's medical doctors or PhD doctors, you should give them preference over people who are just saying, oh, we are movement experts. You know, that doesn't like there's no such thing as movement experts. You can come up with any fancy title, but have they got that degree backing that up? Have they got that experience backing them up? Then also when it comes to like other, for example, when we do any anything like I know this is a little off topic, but just if you do anything COVID related, we go we look at CDC data because once again, these are the authorized bodies to talk about it. You know, they've got scientists working for them to talk about it. So look for authorized entities, look for approved entities, look for professional experts in the field who've got degree to back them up. Go for it, Bo. I was just going to add in, because again, that coming back to my question before we went to the callers there of the distrust of science, I think 
to tying in Corona's question, the, the thought or hope here is the science, not just media literacy, but science literacy, because people are like, oh, you know, they said to not wear a mask. And now they're saying to wear a mask. And now they're saying, don't, you know, and they change their mind. And, and there's reasons for this. So uh, obviously we could say, hey, they could have done a better job of, you know, on this mask thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the important piece here that, you know, it's hard again for, uh, for, the, for somebody in 90 seconds to say, don't forget, guys, um, science changes. You know, the, 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 as things emerge, as we get more data, you know, we, every, every day, every week, every month, we're getting more and more data, especially around this COVID thing. Um, and, and we have to trust that, again, those, we're going to have different perspectives and different things. Hey, if anyone forgot, uh, we used to think that the, earth re- uh, that the sun revolved around the earth. And, and that seems to not be true. Um, <laughs> it took a long time. And a lot of those things, we used to think the earth was flat. Some people still do. Uh, how do, how do we, uh, you know, <laughs> go, but part go of, about, yeah. But part of that problem, Bo, is that the consumer's lazy, number one. And number two, they want to have somebody like Faraz, who's giving us the news, that he's fact-based. It doesn't matter. He's, that's my man. He's always there. And the room for nuance is gone. They want the answer now. They want it fast. And since we're not giving it to them fast, all of a sudden you're not a credible source. And that's absurd. And, and I want to, uh, I'm going to leave this as a bit of a cliffhanger for a, a future episode because we're coming up on time. But uh, you mentioned that. And again, we're the, the, the emergence of the Joe Rogan's, the four hour podcast, oh. uh, the podcast that we're on now, though, it's, it, we're, we're coming up on an hour, the long form, uh, the other, the other alternative to news of John Oliver and John Stewart and, and the Daily Show and things like that that have emerged over the last couple of decades now. Um, you know, I guess my question, since we have Faraz and we, we can maybe close off on this or leave this as a cliffhanger, is uh, what do you think of, of you know, is, is that a more appropriate way to deliver the news? Or, you know, is, is the news just whatever we expect it to be, the local news, and we're going to do nice stories about, you know, this girl selling Girl Scout cookies and this person saved a cat in the tree, and, and we want to highlight those local stories. Um, and, you know, the, the, what, do we, what do they call them? Touch, good, touch, touchy-feely touch, good touchy stories. Touchy-feely positive stories. Positive Bring stories. back Walter positive stories. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so the, question, the question is, uh, these long-form uh, emergence of podcasts, which we are here doing, um, how do you feel about that as, as a journalist and, you know, uh, the fact that again, just like we're saying, there's no movement experts, uh, but Joe Rogan over here, uh, people are going to say, what, what is he doing? Cause I want to do whatever he does. So, uh, you know, wh- wh- where do you feel about that? I know that's a very loaded question. It's a huge question. Well, okay. So <laughs> let, let me, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. So the, the information trend has changed, okay? So everything is moving online. I mean, literally, our news, by the time it comes on air, it's kind of old, if you really think about it. That's why, hence that time crunch that I was talking to you about. Most of the news, breaking news or information, is passed on social media right away, up front. And, um, and because to, to, to try to catch up with that speed we don't have that luxury of sharing so much more information. And, and that's, I know one thing that Colin was also sharing about as well in a private chat is that, you know, we just touch upon a couple of points and then share and, and put it out there because we have to catch up with that speed as well. But, you know, the, when it comes to newer platforms, I think podcasts are definitely one way to go, but as long as you are listening to credible podcasts, I mean, you know, for example, I could come up with a podcast of fitness and nutrition, but 
is it really going to be credible in a sense? Will I be able to share uh, sound advice in how to grow your journey into, into the, in the fitness world? No, but I could probably share just, just my journey, you know, like this is what has worked for me. And I think that's where, um, if, if you're honest about it and you're not trying to oversell your product by claiming to be an expert now, this is where I think, you know, um, that the, that the right intention comes into play. So for example, um, you both, you and, uh, Dr. Bo and Corona, our goal is over here to promote, you know, healthy living, whether it's through a, a fitness program, an effective fitness program, recovery, nutrition, that's great. But now all of a sudden, if you guys start talking about like religion or COVID, you know, and, and, and your followers start to believe it, that's misinformation because no offense, you guys have no credibility to talk about that topic. Um, so that's why, you know, I think new, new platforms are super important. I think podcasts, social media, these are powerful platforms if used properly. Um, and just be responsible. That's another big thing. I mean, you know, some people are just not responsible enough and they keep sharing information that is not accurate. And, it, and look, we, we, we live in a country that has freedom of speech. So no one's taking that away from you. But I guess at some point, Everyone needs to be responsible, and and and, and whatever well, information you, you, you put you on the internet, you still can't scream fire in a in a crowded movie theater, correct? And that's what a lot of folks are doing, unfortunately. And that that yeah. is the misinformation. They should be held accountable. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I, I think they should be, and because at the end of the day, it's going to harm someone. I mean, like if your if your word is not going to harm anyone, if it's just a you know if you're just fooling around, that that's a different story. But if it's right. going to harm someone in the long run, for sure, whether it's you know for COVID, if it's for the mask or vaccine, whatever your belief was at that time. I mean, I know the restrictions have gone down a lot more now when it was back in the days. But anyways, coming back to nutrition and fitness, once again, I would still say even if social media and podcasts are the the future for passing out that information just be a as a listener listen to the ones that are, are credible and how do you find that credibility by making sure that there are experts in the field they have a degree or they've got years of experience in it so you know that they're credible and b if you are doing podcasts or you are a social media influencer be responsible I'm not saying don't share information, but share more on if you're not an expert, then share more on this is what works for you. And, and I want to touch and touch base there real quick before we, we, we should wrap it up here uh, is a again, one of the red flags I, I, and, and the consumer's guide here coming back to that. When folks say, here's the study we're basing that off of. And like, go look deeper into this study yourself, or I'm going to really give you a lot of information of this was a study done on 30 college students and they were all uh, Cuban Americans. And so maybe Corona could say, Hey, maybe that does apply to me to some extent Not in my age bracket. Yes. Very good. <laughs> what, whatever that is. So, so I do think that, um, when studies get reported again, and this is, you know, I'd love to, to, to go deeper into this. And as you guys can tell, we could probably keep going for hours, uh, but we got to be respectful of everyone's time is, is when you throw out that study again, red meat causes cancer. Uh, let's go deeper in that. And what does that mean? And, and again, should I make a change based on seeing that? Um, and this was a big thing there. Speaking of all that, breaking news is, is Deshaun Watson is going to the Browns. I just got uh, my phone blowing up. Um, so that's something. Um, but <laughs> but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna wrap it up here, guys. I really wanted to thank uh, Colin Frederick and Kayla Rose for coming Absolutely. on as, and, and sharing their questions with us. Um, and, of course, Faraz 
uh, for being on here. And um, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll share here again. I appreciate all our years of friendship going back to 2014 with that lovely photo that we had there. Let's bring um, it up for good time's sake. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, again, I'm going to pull that up as our closing thing. Um, for us, thanks for there coming, is. man. We really of appreciate course, you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. There, there he is. There he is. The much cool. younger, uh, <laughs> less good looking. This guy's getting better Look looking at, as, as he ages. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you again, uh, everyone. Um, and we're, we're going to call it there. Any, any closing thoughts from Corona? No, man, listen, we're, we're going to do another part of this. So we got a lot more There's to a dive lot, into. A lot more in there. Yeah. I just wanted, you know, like I said, I just want to thank for us for being here and educating our base because we're trying to empower everybody and be the consumer's guide. And it, it couldn't be done. We couldn't get this type of information without someone like for us. So truly appreciate you. And Colin in the private chat said Browns to the Super Bowl, baby. So clearly he's a little delusional and we have to ignore everything he said. So um, he's not coming back out. He's not coming. No, it's a <laughs> I'm a Bills fan, Colin. I'm a Jets fan, so nobody cares. Anyway, um, Faraz, tell everyone where they can find you. Go follow you uh, and check you out. Well, it's very simple. It's right there. Uh, let me get this right there. Yeah, At, it. It's yeah. Faraz yeah. Javid. That's the one. That's Thank the you. handle for everything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Make That's it simple. That's the place to go. Yeah. Make it simple. All right. We're going we're gonna to rock out with Kanye's little instrumental. And uh, again, appreciate you guys. We just went over the hour. Uh, I've been watching The Genius on Netflix. It's pretty, pretty entertaining so far. Um, but yes, thank you again. Uh, I am going to... Before we close off, and Browns fan here, Mr. Collin, uh, Wheaties, probably not the healthiest thing you could ever be doing. We can talk about that later, though. I sent them my email. <laughs> out to me. Um, I've literally had people say, like, I think I'm doing all the right things, and, and I'm eating Wheaties. And they did a good job of marketing, and I think that's a great example of that pseudoscience that we're talking about that gets dispersed. We're going to talk about game changers. I know Faraz has a lot of thoughts on that. Again, if you guys, we, we talked about it last time. Uh, we're going to go a lot deeper into game changers. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, and we definitely want to do a deep dive there. So uh, closing out, hope you guys got better today, demand better, got 1% better, and uh, see you all next time.